0: Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody, hope you're all safe, sound and healthy and it is 10 38 p.m. It says it's 9 degrees but it's, it feels like 6, 7 degrees really. The whole day it was actually 7 degrees and it's even colder at night so I don't know why they think it's 9 degrees. But then at least it's better than Google. According to Google, today the whole day was 17 degrees and it was sunny. Seriously. Oh well. But then, what else can we expect in today's world, which is revolving around false narratives and fabricated news? In fact, the world is revolving around lies. I mean, think of it: be it Thanksgiving, be it the lie of Valentine, be it the lie of Christmas, be it the lie of Israel. Everything's a lie. Even the lie of the U.S reaching the moon i mean seriously and it's amazing how people actually still believe all that stuff uh, about reaching the moon when even the astronauts have confessed to it being a huge lie and every single thing in science and logic and every single thing that countries more advanced than the u.s in their space technology concepts um, have proved that it is actually impossible For the US to have actually done what it's claimed. But let's live the lie. And speaking of living a lie. Here is another proof of how the world is living a lie. When you have the US and the UK attacking Yemen. Why? Because Yemen is actually working with Iran to help defend Palestine. And this if anything is proof of the fact that the US and the UK have been planning, they have been interfering with other Muslim countries, they've been interfering with the governance of other Muslim countries so that they could cripple them, they could subdue them, they could, you know, make them... basically so that they should rid themselves of a potential huge army of enemies that could bombard them while they are, you know, moving on with their plans of colonizing the world all over again. Look at it in this way. Um, You've seen what they've done to Egypt. You've seen what they've done to Syria. You've seen what they're trying to do to Saudia. You've seen how they have failed time and again to interfere with Iran. And you've seen how they did that 100-year treaty with Turkey after the Ottoman Empire fell, uh, just to ensure that that Turkey does not regain its power. The fact that they uh, have interfered with Pakistan, the fact that they have interfered with Libya and Lebanon, all those countries, all those countries that were strong and could have become stronger, that had a direction, all those countries were literally dismantled. Their governance was dismantled just so that the US and the UK could proceed with their plans that they're doing now of attacking and invading. And this, this is the very reason why... Pakistan right now is crippled. This is the main reason why Yemen was attacked. Okay, and so they're saying that, oh no, they attacked them, they attacked the Houthis because of, you know, because they were attacking the ships in the Red Sea. First of all, the USS Florida entering the Red Sea is a clear violation of boundaries. That in itself is a violation of the international law. It's a violation of boundaries. How dare you enter into the waters that do not even belong to you? Number One, number two, you have just showed the whole world that you are working with Israel in its genocide in its planned genocide of Palestine in fact, um, this is not just this is not just me talking okay this is something that has been remarked on and noted by Iran. it has been noted by Jordan, by Egypt, by Saudi as well, and by the Middle East. It has also been very well said, very well noted, by um, Russia. And here I quote, the U.S. airstrikes on Yemen are another example of the Anglo-Saxons perversion of U.N. Security Council resolutions. And this was said by the Foreign Ministry spokesperson of Russia. So, you know, not to mention the fact that we have to note that Canada and the Netherlands they sent support. So although they they were their NATO allies, and although NATO says that no, the, we were not as NATO as the NATO army, um, denies that it participated in this act, but it's still defending this act. Why? Because four of the countries that were involved in this atrocious act belong to the NATO allies. You have the US, you have the UK, you have Canada, and you have the Netherlands. And so I'm thinking that... Um, South Africa, kudos once again to South Africa for f- actually petitioning a case for filing a case against Israel for war crimes and genocide in the ICJ at the Hague. And I think that the um, the, I think South Africa needs to add another case against the U.S. and the U.K. for aiding and abetting in said genocide, and maybe even add a separate case. And I think that the whole world, actually, as many countries as possible, should file a joint petition against the US and the UK and Canada and the Netherlands and, in general, the NATO alliance, okay, the NATO forces, the NATO countries, because they are all one way or the other involved in and are supporting each other. They're aiding and abetting in the genocide committed in Palestine. And, again, notice, whichever countries try to defend Palestine, they are the countries that were crippled way beforehand, so that the UK and the US could move ahead with their plans. Remember this is an obligation, it's an obligation of all Muslim countries and the UK and the US are very very well aware of this obligation. It is in the Sharia, it is the Islamic law that whenever a Muslim nation is attacked it becomes incumbent, it becomes an obligation for all the other Muslim countries to defend that country. So, what did the U.S. and the U.K. do first? They started crippling all those countries that were near the Palestine. They started interfering with their governments. They removed all those who took took care of national interests, or who took, uh, or who they knew would strongly oppose any invasion or any genocide committed on any Muslim nation. And then, because remember, Pakistan was one of those countries that went against Israel, so. At that point, Putta was killed. Now again, Imran Khan refused to give bases to America and he refused to allow Pakistan to participate in any wars. And he's been ousted and they're trying to look for ways to kill him through the law. And then remember, Liaquat Ali Khan was killed again because he too refused to be a part of any war schemes of the U.S., And he reminded the US why Pakistan was formed, how Pakistan was formed, and what the policy of Pakistan is. It's in maintaining peace all over the world, but never participating in any war. Keeping all of that in mind, when you look at all that we have been talking about for such a long time now, you can actually see it being proven. You can see the evidence right there in front of you by this very act of the U.S. and the U.K. committing an offense and calling it a defense. That is talking, I mean, I mean, talk about living a lie. <laughs> this is a world revolving on lies. And then when we come back to lies, we can see the lie that our own illegal government is living in, the hunting dogs that think that they'll get the carcass of Pakistan uh, right up to the feet of the U.S. and the U.K., and they're going to be petted and even made partners let me remind you something that I've been saying over and over and over again every single time in almost all of my podcast episodes. Hunting dogs get killed once the hunt is over. So the establishment and the army, they need to realize that what they are doing is open treason. They have failed to to save and shield their state. They have failed to serve their masters, their real masters who and who are their masters? Us. We, we the people. We are the masters. They have failed entirely in their job to keep Pakistan free, to keep Pakistan secure, to keep Pakistan peaceful. In fact, just because they have decided to betray Pakistan, they think that they're fine because they're masters of the US and the UK. You're not fine. Once you deliver, you will be killed. It's as simple as that. You are bringing up your own destruction. Okay? So, by removing yet another judge of the Supreme Court, yeah, as if removing, as if, what can I say? I'm so, I'm, it's, you know, I mean, you just removed Mazar Ali Naqvi. It's not even been 36 hours. And then you decide that you should threaten Ijaz Al Essen, the now senior most judge of the Supreme Court and force him to resign. I mean, you know, I mean, he was supposed to be, I mean, if things went in their order, he was supposed to be the next chief justice of the Supreme Court. But he can wave goodbye to that. And also it should be noted that the whole group of judges, um, you know, he was one of that group. So the whole group of judges that were trying to right the wrongs of the Supreme Court that had, sudden, that had realized how Bandial had just effed the balance of power, and when they all realized it, were too late. As as you know it, you you it's very easy to inflict damage, but it's very difficult to then reverse that damage, as they can see now. So one by one, they're all being forced to resign, or they're being removed, or they're being put in a situation where they cannot work to maintain that balance of power or to maintain the authority of the Supreme Court, because. They've got FIs right now. So the army is working with FIs to commit treason on a legal level. And obviously, as we have always blamed the Supreme Court, we also need to remember that the Bar Council is equally to blame for this sorry site, okay? for this destruction. I mean, imagine that they were using the High Court. They were using Lahore High Court against the Supreme Court. So since when did the High Court become superior to the Supreme Court? And now they have a problem when Peshawar High Court is exercising its rights and its power and its authority. So they're basically targeting Peshawar High Court. Why? Because Peshawar High Court is still working its ass off <laughs> to main, to try and save the coming elections. They are trying to maintain a level playing field which is not being given. They are trying to stop the Illegal targeting of PTI. And remember, um, right now PTI has filed um, a case against, it has filed a petition against the ECP, against the Election Commission of Pakistan, um, citing contempt of court because the Peshawar High Court had ordered the ECP to accept the intra party elections and to post the certificate on its website so that they can move on with the elections. And it refused to do so. And so PTI has now um, filed a case against DCP for contempt of court, and it, the hearing will be uh, tomorrow. So we have that going on, and now Peshawar High Court is going to be the next target. Keep that in mind. Already... They have started targeting the Peshawar High Court by questioning its decisions and questioning the judges. Now remember that this is something that you. Uh, this is why I always say that by the way they work, you can see the hidden hand of America and Israel because this is how America works. This is how UK works. Um, they may pretend to be very clean and very pure in their own countries, but they are as corrupt as hell. And they usually work on those corruptions in other countries. But if needed, they also do it in their own. And now you will see that. You will see that at The Hague, where you will see um, the American intelligence and the Israeli Mossad working together to blackmail and threaten the judges that are hearing the case against Israel. Okay? Uh, forget the fact that Israel is staging this really pathetic um, protest in front of the, the court um, because there are larger... Um, protests and rallies all over the world in support of the case against Israel by South Africa. So, you know, um, you will see that happening. Now, understand one thing. The army, the illegal government, they may think that they can reduce the law to a joke, because after all, we are in an unofficial dictatorship. They may think that um, I mean, obviously, the attack on Yemen's um, Houthis, um, the, the attack on the Red Sea on their ships is basically a signal to the army and the establishment here in Pakistan to expedite um, taking over full control of Pakistan and rendering it, um, you know, completely um, crippled, you can say, rendering it inefficient, rendering it into a banana republic, completely a failed state so that uh, the u.s can physically take over pakistan and use its soil to continue to wage its wars um this may be a signal yes um and this may be the reason why um the dismissal of the judges you know successfully one one by one um and the the you know the very open the very crass uh display of uh, wanting control of wanting full control of, you know, exposing themselves to the fact that we are indeed under a dictatorship. Um, the fact that they are making this bogus committee um, with Kakar so that they can bring forward um, a sort of a clear um, a result stating that PTI um, and Imran Khan were behind the false flag operation um, of 9th May um, which is so obviously f- a false flag. Because look, so much is going on. Why haven't our people gone out and burnt down houses? Think, think. If if our people were so ready to go and attack um, the army's bases or the army's houses or whatever it is, then why are our people right now not attacking the army? Why are our people not attacking the courts? Why are our people not attacking the parliament? This needs to be thought. This is only and only... Um, done by people who are part of the intelligence, people who are part of the establishment. Only they are the ones who have the guts to do such things. It's simply like how 9-11 was staged. It was a huge false flag operation by the American government, by President Bush, just so that he could get the bill passed um, that violated the Privacy Act and that allowed them to put surveillance all over the countries and that have allowed them to encroach upon the privacy of their people and people in other countries. Keep that in mind. So we are right now living in a world where the lies um, basically have taken over and the truth have become lies and a lie has become the truth and people are living that lie. The world is revolving around that lie. I mean, the very fact that if you put it, if you now actually look at it in a religious manner, um, anyone who has read the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, you can see that these are signs. I think the fact that since Imran Khan was ousted, our country um, has seen a lot of extreme weather um, changes. and weather conditions and we have seen um, a lot of earthquakes and we have seen a lot of things go wrong. It's as if the very skies and the very soil of our land are rebelling or showing their wrath in anger uh, or as in anger of what the traitors are doing to this country. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the fact, the, the blatant display of vulgarity, of shamelessness, of corruption, of dishonesty, of brutality. Um, you know, uh, the fact that the Baluchi women are still sitting in protest in Islamabad and nobody's even listening to them. Um, the fact that Pakistan has basically finished. It has basically finished. It was finished the very day Imran Khan was ousted. That was the very day I had said that, okay, Pakistan is now effed. And here it is. It's effed. Uh, the skies and the land... They're both complaining about it. And so first we saw floods and now we haven't even seen a drop of rain. And it's very cold. It's very bad weather. It's very harsh weather. It's foggy. Um, people are getting sick. People are not getting well. Pneumonia has suddenly become rampant different types of flu have arrived with people try to which people try to basically say oh this is a new variant of corona yeah whatever but the point is since since the illegal government stepped in since Nawaz Sharif came since Maryam Nawaz took illegal power behind the scenes since the army and the establishment committed treason against the people of Pakistan you can see how Pakistan is rebelling in its own way but if, obviously for those um I mean, for those of us who can also see beyond, obviously these are signs that, we, that were predicted, um, signs of another world war. So we can see America and, the, and Britain um, itching for a world war. They seem to think, and I repeat myself here, they seem to think that this is what will benefit them. But the truth is they're seeking their own destruction. This war will result in the destruction of the Western world It will result in the destruction of the Western countries, mainly the destruction of the NATO allies, mainly the destruction of America, of the UK, of the Netherlands is, I think, one of the most stupid countries I've ever seen on Earth. On one side, it calls itself neutral, and on the other side, it always seems to be allying itself with America and with the UK I mean, why are you even in the NATO alliance? I don't get it. Why are you there? The fact that they they have made a lot of anti Islamic movements, um, you know, in the Netherlands, the and and then they call themselves neutral. You know, you just don't get that. You don't get that. Um, you know, Switzerland is totally neutral. You get that. You don't see Switzerland acting like a dumbass. But Netherlands, um, it's there's something wrong with the Netherlands, really. So here we are now. This is what the world has amounted to um, for all its, uh, you know, touching the moon, <laughs> um, for all the achievements of the civilization. As I've said before, our civilization is actually regressing. And every time a civilization reaches new heights, um, it is understood that now it will basically go towards its downfall. It will regress. And we are at that point now where we will be going towards our downfall. And again, all thanks to America and the UK, itching for wars, itching for colonization, just so that they can loot and plunder some more, as if they haven't looted and plundered before. And we are right now a sorry site. Our civilization is a very sorry site at the moment. So, what can I say more? We've got... Everybody just blatantly, um, you know, stripping away all courtesy, stripping away any any cover up, you know, just blatantly going after their whatever it is that they're going after for all the world to see. Why? Because they've already taken the appropriate steps to cripple the world. And really, the world is crippled right now. The world is just screaming and yelling in their backyards or in the UN. You know, when they go to the the UN, then they over there, they're screaming and yelling at the conference or at the council. But really, has anybody actually taken concrete steps to stop the UK, to stop the US, to stop NATO forces, to stop Israel? Has anybody taken any concrete step? As of yet. Officially. No. Well, I mean, this is what the Western world is teaching its children, right? It's teaching its children that it's okay if we are the bullies. It's okay if we're the ones committing the crimes. It's only a crime if somebody else commits it. It's it's only bullying if somebody else does it. I mean, the sheer hypocrisy of the Western world is at full display in front of the whole world. The sheer ignorance of the Western world is in full display in front of the whole world. Well, this is me signing out. the hafiz.